I feel like I'm not the best version of myself today. Well, your hair looks nice. Thanks, mate. Yeah, no worries. I have got to actually do a bit of a uh, apology, I guess, to my mother. <laughs> my mum didn't like that I outed her for calling our podcast an iPad. And she said that she's going to turn into a, one of our trolls. Um, so we've gained a troll, lost a follower. Mm. My one, the one benefit of it is I don't think my mum would know how to troll us. <laughs> um, I genuinely think she'd maybe just dress up as a troll and stand outside the podcasting studio, like potentially throwing stuff at us. If she did that around here, people might think it was like an art installation. Oh my God. So everybody, welcome back to the least of our problems, part two of the social media episode. I'm Kate. And I'm Lily. And for this episode, we're going to be talking about why we can't quit social media or what are the barriers to quitting social media. So just for a little recap, in episode four, we talked about how social media made us feel, how it impacts our mental health. And we also gave you some of our opinions on influencers. So this week, we're going to be focusing on quitting social media and how we just can't seem to manage it. But also asking the question, do we actually really need to or do we actually really even want to? So let's just get stuck in. So as our podcast is all about sprinkling a little bit of reality on situations, let's see, let's start with our socials. So Lily, what have you posted recently on your Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or Bebo, MySpace, that isn't what it seems? Mine is fairly recent. So I recently turned 29. 29. And I had a really, really lovely evening out with all my friends and we had some drinks and I posted kind of a swipey like things I did on my birthday and it just looks like I was just having a super nice time and I did I really did have a nice time but what you don't see in those posts is that on the run-up to going out for those drinks I was so anxious there was like a rock in the pit of my stomach I didn't really want to eat and I just kept having all these feelings of like no one's going to come. No one wants to come to my birthday. I'm going to show up at this place and it's going to be empty. Uh, and the people that do come, they're going to have the worst time. And I forced them to come to this thing that they don't want to be at. And that's all that was going through in my mind for two hours prior to going out for my birthday. Mm -hmm. And you don't see any of that because why the hell would I post that on social media? It's not cute. No one wants to see it. But yet we're constantly saying... I want social media to be more real and I want to see people's real feelings. If I'd posted that, that would no way near have got as many likes as me having a nice time on my birthday. And also, how do you represent that? Like just have a picture of you sad in your bedroom? And then people are like, why are you taking, why are you videoing yourself crying? Yeah. Yeah. So I actually just posted relatively recently. It's not something that doesn't seem like reality. But I got into my head a little bit about how my Instagram is just pictures of me and my boyfriend. And so I got really into my head that I looked too obsessed with him. And I was like, I look too keen. We've been together for four years. Like I, I live do with have to say, when I look at your Instagram, I'm like, Kate really likes her boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and so I literally just posted a picture of some some art, some like street art. And I was like, that's that's me done now. Um but there's quite a lot. There's a lot of photos that I looked through and I was like, I remember that day where we look really happy. 
and actually we've either had an argument or it hasn't been actually a significant event at all mm-hmm. um and there's quite a lot of ones that i'm like oh yeah we had a huge argument before that or i really didn't like you and he doesn't really like photos so i know that all of those photos are quite forced for him so on everyone on my social media it looks like we're a super happy couple yeah he's there like fuck this please can you just take the photo and i do not want to stand here next to you anymore that's so weird because looking at your instagram i thought wow because i was looking at your instagram earlier to screenshot some pictures of you for our social media (laughs) it's because she's obsessed with me (laughs) and i was thinking oh my god they are they are they look so happy one of the more recent ones i'm looking at i know that i got really drunk that evening and he was like annoyed at me not annoyed at me for being drunk but i was just being a pain in the ass Mm -hmm. and so it's not a particularly happy memory yet i've posted it because the photo looks good yeah if you look fit in a photo you have to post it it's the rule that is the instagram rule that is the instagram rule (laughs) or on the least of our problems account it's like if you look ugly in a photo then you have to post it (laughs) and i'm able when i know the person i'm able to be logical about it and go i know that they've collated over the course of like three months the best pictures of themselves because i see them regularly i know when they look like shit i know that they're only looking good like once every two weeks whereas that's pretty regular (laughs) this is the first time i've looked nice in about three months yeah i'll say but when it's someone i don't know i just assume they always look nice yeah i also make a lot of assumptions about their life as well like that they're super happy Mm -hmm. that um they've got loads of money like we were talking about in all the previous episodes yeah um and i i don't i don't have the reality of that human in my mind now we're going to move on to some facts multiple studies have found strong links between heavy social media usage and anxiety depression loneliness and even suicide which i'm kind of sad to say doesn't surprise me at all no me either Whereas now I am obsessed with likes and it's kind of, I feel quite embarrassed to admit that I like, I feel obsessed and I'll compare my likes to other friends, like similar pictures. Yeah. Um, I'll compare our likes. So I, I do genuinely find that hard, which I find quite embarrassed, embarrassing to admit. If we're going to be thinking about why we're so obsessed with it and why we can't quit it and why we're obsessed with those likes it's probably good to look at some science. <laughs> Actual science or pseudoscience? Actual science. Okay. So social media has been made to be addictive. Like the bright colors used, the fact that um, it's instant gratification and it's the dopamine high that we get from it, which is really, really unreal. And it's not just from those likes, even though those likes do give us a hell of a lot of dopamine. And I thought it was quite weird that even looking at someone else's holiday picture you can get a release of dopamine even though you're not on it how does that work we just see the something that's a pretty and we see something that we're like oh that's nice i like that and bam dopamine so what does that mean for the people who are trying to be real on social media that aren't posting like posed pretty pictures that are trying to like break that stigma and be completely real are they not going to get as much likes or as many followers as the people posting the pretty stuff because our brain wants to see the pretty stuff no our brain just wants to see everything so our brain wants to see everything that's new so they've called it the reward prediction error which is basically the unpredictability of the content that you receive through instagram if you've watched the social media uh, the social dilemma 
people will know about it. But basically, every time you scroll through your feed, it's fresh stuff. So if it's someone's holiday post photo or someone's being real on Instagram, you'll still get that dopamine hit. I see. Okay. I have heard that before that you cannot, you can never predict when you're going to get a reward. So you keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and hope that you will get a reward. Yeah. And it's, it's quite sad that we do that. But also it's kind of not sad if that is the way our brain works and these mega tech companies have learned that and then created these apps to keep us addicted. It's almost like we, this was bound to happen. We couldn't help it. Yeah, it's basically ensuring that our brain is constantly stimulated when looking at Instagram or TikTok. And then that's when the addiction happens. Okay. Is that why when we see a lot of boring shit, we just still keep scrolling? Yeah, because we've basically... The dopamine that we get from all of these views um, and all of these fresh content and all of these pretty pictures has created a habit in us. So people tend to avoid doing stuff that they don't like. So we don't make a habit of stuff that we don't like. It's normally seen as like an accident or an inconvenience. But scrolling can just be become like a super easy habit that we can just do. And it's instant gratification for our brain. Mm hmm. So it's kind of like a drug and every high you get is not going to be the same. So you keep going to aim for that high. So even when you're looking at boring posts, your brain is popping off with dopamine saying how fab that picture is of Sandra's roast. That makes so much sense. Yeah. So when I was kind of looking at the research of this episode and I thought actually maybe we should be posting more boring stuff on the internet, like people stuck in traffic, which we've just said still gives us that dopamine high. Okay. And so it's also about social connection. Yeah. So as humans, we create, we, I think we all know that we crave social connection as humans. I don't think that will come as a big shock to anyone. Social media is less damaging if you go on it and you're genuinely commenting on your friends pictures and having communications in the comments and sending reels back and forth because you are actually doing some level of bonding yeah. and it's only super damaging if you just sit there and scroll and scroll and start to feel shit about your life because you're not having any social interaction but you kind of feel like you are yeah and I think especially for those people who maybe haven't found their in-person real life friends, the internet can be a really huge opportunity for them mm -hmm. um, to make a connection that they might not be able to make. So though it's not necessarily ideal, it's not the worst thing. We're finding that ability to be wanted and loved and that dopamine hit that we get from that human connection through the internet. Yeah. So instead of seeing someone in person, they like your Instagram picture yep. and that makes you feel close to them and makes you feel loved. Yeah. And I know that I have friends and I'm, I'm sure you do as well. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> After that this podcast, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have friends that I haven't seen for ages and I still feel up to date on their life. I still feel connected to that person because I can see that they've bought a new house or they've got a new partner. And I feel like I know a lot about that person, even though I haven't physically seen them in person. Yeah, I totally understand that. But then you potentially would also feel like that from people who you don't actually know in real life. Oh my God, yes. I've got so many opinions on so many people's lives that I don't know who aren't famous. And you feel like you know them. Do you... So... <laughs> I, I hope they never listen to this, but me and one of my friends, yeah. we're obsessed with this girl that we used to work with. Like we're just obsessed with her life. We know everything about her life. 
for no reason other than she posts all the time on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I could tell you what she had for dinner last Tuesday. And I feel like I know this girl. I haven't spoken to this girl in going on 10 years, but I'm invested. I wonder if everyone has one girl. (gasps) Do you think that you're ever that girl? (laughs) No, I don't. But I also have this one girl. I just knew her from being like about, and I'm, I'm honestly obsessed with her life. I'm like, oh my God, she's going on holiday again. Like, how is she doing that? And oh, she's off to the gym. Like, I am obsessed with knowing what she's doing. My, me and my friend will literally just send messages to each other like, oh, barbecue time. Completely out of context. And we will just know who we're talking about. Okay, girls, I want you to comment or uh, or write into us. Do you have one person who isn't a celebrity that is just a random person you kind of know and you are obsessed with. I have to know. I feel like it also can't be someone you dislike. It has to be someone that you've really got no opinion on, Mm -hmm. but you are fully invested in their life. And I think I will continue to be. So how do we stop this addiction to to dopamine? Well, I guess it is dopamine, but how do we stop this addiction? (laughs) You can't. (laughs) You can't. How do you stop this whole obsession with social media? I genuinely don't believe that you can. However, let's talk about it. Yeah. I think that we both want to say that we are not here to give advice. We're just here to like talk stuff through and maybe like a little Lily or a little Kate might just pop up on your shoulder when you're next looking at social media and just, you know, reassure you that it's actually not all real. And maybe, just maybe, the life that you are perceiving of somebody else's is just as good if not exactly the same as your life like it's no better they are just presenting it better and even like kate said we're not here to give advice we're gonna try though we will try but i guess the first step is by feeling that you're not doing something really bad by coming home and just sitting on social media and scrolling all evening because everyone is doing it and i think we all beat ourselves up So I know that I will sit on my phone and scroll on Instagram reels and I will sit there for about an hour, two hours and then I'll come out of it and I will feel so bad about myself. And I'm like, I could have washed my hair. I could have meal prepped lunch for tomorrow. I could have done so many things. And I sat on my phone and I feel like the first step is to just give yourself a break and be like, it's addictive. It's created to be addictive. You're addicted to it. We all are addicted to it. We're all sitting in our homes wishing that we weren't scrolling on social media, thinking that everyone's life is better than our life. So just give yourself a break. I also think that for me, when I, especially when I was working a really strain, strenuous job where I was using my brain a lot, when I was constantly emotionally and physically drained, social media was almost that switch off. If I had sat in a dark room, I probably would have gone a bit mad with my actual thoughts. I would have really like spiraled. But for me as an anxious galley, I do like to have something that distracts me a little bit from those obsessive thoughts. I hear what you're saying, but I also think that social media can be a way to stop yourself from having feelings. And I am a big believer in you have to feel your feelings to get them out of you. And I have totally done this for the last, I don't know, I'd say year. And I just haven't felt any of my feelings and I've gone home and I've immediately put like friends on the TV or gossip girl on the TV 
or I've been scrolling on my phone. And so none of my feelings have actually come out of me. And now I can just feel them like everywhere. Like I can feel so many like feeling blockages or like I should have cried at the thing that happened to me two months ago, but I didn't. And now I'm like really anxious because the tears like didn't come out. The sadness didn't flow out of me. So I think it can be a good distraction, but I also think we need to be careful about how much we're using it to not feel. Yeah. Just to get a bit deep. So one thing that I try to do to basically recenter myself when I'm feeling overwhelmed by social media or feeling like my life isn't good enough in comparison is try to think about the person who's taking the picture. So what directions did they give? How many of exactly the same photo do they have on their camera roll where they scrolled and scrolled in and looked at their legs or looked at the positioning of their feet? But also remember that it is a sales pitch and it's not the reality, however much it seems like it. If you think of it as an art project, people are putting their lives out there and just displaying it really, really well. Yeah, I really like that. I really felt kind of let off the hook when you're like it's a sales pitch yeah I feel like sometimes when I'm feeling at my worst and I feel like I'm needing to validate my life and what I'm doing I post more because I'm like I need that validation I need that human connection I need that like for someone to tell me what I'm doing is okay that's interesting that you say that because I find the only way that I can post is if I do feel really happy because then the lack of the lack of likes or however many likes I get won't affect me so much. I feel yeah. like if I'm in a really sad, depressive vibe, I f- cannot post on social media because I will be so scared that I won't get enough likes to be seen as like cool. Yeah. Um, My thing that I've been trying to do with social media, which I learned on social media, which I find like is obviously super ironic, is to not look at my phone for the first hour in the morning. And I will actually tag the girl who I learned it from she like has some sort of degree in like brain neuroscience or something and anyway she posts loads of really helpful tips on how to get the most out of your brain and stuff like that anyway I'll tag her but if you use social media within the first hour of when you wake up you're basically conditioning your brain for that day to seek that dopamine and to seek reward that way so you'll find throughout the day you will reach for your phone more because you'll be more susceptible to the dopamine. And that's basically you're setting yourself up to want social media for that day. Um, Which the good news is you can just reset it tomorrow. And I have found that really, really helpful. If I avoid my phone for the first hour, and it's amazing if I avoid it for the first two hours, I can then ignore it more easily. But if if I pick it up first thing, that's it, I'm hooked. So let's talk a little bit about why we might not want to quit social media, why it might be really positive for us um, and why we like it because it's okay to like it, right? Yeah. So I have some positives I'm ready to share with you. Okay. So I think it's really cool that it's a way for a lot of women to make money. Yeah. And for them to be creative, for them to run their own businesses, for them to take control over themselves of their narrative yeah um i think that is really 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 fucking cool so i think that is a great outcome of social media i also think that the movements that come out of social media is another great thing so me too that wouldn't have been possible without social media and i feel like that has then led on to a lot of 
women speaking up about sexual misconduct. So yeah. I think that that is another great thing. And also BLM, that wouldn't have happened without social media. We wouldn't have even known about it without social media. So I think there are some big, big, big positives in like a wider social social context. I would also like to just have a quick shout out, if I may, to YouTube. Woo. Because I, when I was going through like a little rough patch in my life when I was younger, when I was like 18, I got obsessed with makeup videos and I would just watch them for hours and they were really comforting. And out of that, I was able to learn how to do my own makeup. And as a 29 year old now, I am so grateful for 18 year old me who sat there and learned how to do my makeup for hours and hours for free, might I just add. Like no money was spent, no course was went on. How fucking great is that? No courses went on. That's pretty <laughs> impressive for <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, I thought you might thought you were like that. I do like YouTube. Yeah, I I feel like there's so many positives. Like, as I've said, keeping up with friends, like life is becoming so much more international. Like you meet someone at uni and they might live in Spain now. And it's nice to be able to feel like you're still connected to those people, even just through seeing pictures of their lives and just being able to kind of interact with it. Like, oh, congratulations on getting a new job or whatever. Um, And honestly, I really really <laughs> Lily is oh I thought you genuinely just meant do we need to be happier Lily was just typing like do we need to be more happy and I was like what now <laughs> like probably I'm not trying to communicate with you through there <laughs> I, I wanted to speak to you I'd speak to I you. am quite miserable <laughs> um but I just really like that I can keep up with people and I just fucking love stupid dogs I love silly dog videos and that is one of my love languages I think is people going i saw this funny dog and thought of you or kerry i also love the amount of things i've learned on social media oh yeah so cooking i've learned so many recipes on social media which and i like love really simple ones as well i find like a lot of like quick dinner ones <gasps> that's so weird you should say that because this evening our dinner was easy noodles and i was like i don't peanut have a lot butter. of time i can't eat oh, peanut butter nut allergy. <laughs> lady's gonna be not hot Nut allergy, wheat allergy. Yeah. All of yours are some form of allergy or egg allergy. Big Wild. up. <laughs> Wine allergy, beer allergy. I'm sorry for you. Yeah, that's a shame, isn't it? Uh, At least you don't do stupid drunk shit. You just yeah. do it on gin. Yeah, well, no, it's worse because I can't like have a few wines to ease myself into it. I'm like, I will just start with the liquor, please. <laughs> I will have four shots of tequila. <laughs> to oh, get- are you just having half a glass of wine? Oh, okay. Yeah, still the four shots, please. Yeah, that's essentially what happens when I go out. I'm like, it's my allergies. It's my allergies. Guys, I've got to do these six <laughs> Jaeger bombs. You don't understand. I'm allergic. You, you know, the option is you could just not drink. Yeah. And so as we were having this conversation, I was just thinking... Do we, do we all just have really low self-esteem? Yes. And so we can't like use, go on social media and look at our friend who now lives in Spain without feeling like a piece of shit. Or does social media make us feel like a piece of shit? Like which way round is it? So I find this interesting because I find like a lot of men don't, aren't that addicted to social media. Men. Men. Oh. Yeah, I, I do think, and I think it's really interesting that you say this about happiness and like self-esteem because- the boys that I know, men mm. that mm. I know who don't have social media or don't really use it, their self-esteem is through the fucking roof. Is and that because they're a man? 
<laughs> could be a multiple combination <laughs> of things. But I think the A-men find it easier to quit. Me they too. Just, they just seem to... But maybe if we're thinking about the human connection again, maybe women are more drawn to that need to be humanly connected to each other constantly. Whereas men are like, eh, I have one friend who I, I saw eight years ago. Like, I'll catch up with him in another three. And do you think the social media companies have picked up on this and have gone, women are more susceptible because they need human connection more. Shall we target ads to them? Shall we like focus on the way that women, women's brains work. And as I'm saying this, I'm kind of thinking, no, of course they wouldn't ever think to focus on how a woman's brain works. Yeah, but I'm, as you're saying this, I'm thinking, yes. Like even the concept of a like <coughs> being a love heart, that's mm. a very female feminine kind of association, right? Yeah. So, and like the giving love on Bebo, once again, quite a feminine concept. Yeah. It's like giving, giving something to somebody else. It's all quite, you know, you don't like beer someone, do you? <laughs> you like it. What I'm saying is that actually that whole concept of validation is quite a female thing. Like we constantly go, oh, you look gorgeous. Have you ever seen a group of men walk up to you and be like, yeah, bro, I love that shirt on you. 10 out of 10. No. Uh, yeah, I will walk into every social situation and feel like I need to tell everyone a compliment. Wow. You just said so much. My brain is like thinking about everything differently. Yeah. Just slay, Kate. Thank you. It's the tiredness. So, should we do what's hot and what's not this week? Oh, yeah. So what's your hot this week? My, you're going to hate this. Oh, God. So I was feeling really shitty about myself. I put my AirPods in mm -hmm. and I pressed play on Welcome to New York by Taylor Swift. Ugh. and i walked the streets of the small town where i lived and it the, was the one street that we have <laughs> and it wasn't much but honestly i felt so much better yeah and i feel like there's um a power in listening to the type of music that lifts you up and just walking around yeah i like that feeling like the shit yeah and i did and then the song ended and i was like oh back to regular old lily but hey depressed lily walking around with no music <laughs> yeah th that those three minutes 20 seconds were off the chain <laughs> and you're not hot my not hot i feel like this is a man bashing episode but sorry men it is what it is you should stop annoying us is men specifically in public spaces i don't mind what you do in the comfort of your own home that's between you and whoever you live with yeah peeing on the seat in public toilets that are gender neutral. <gasps> okay, I've literally got such a beef about this. Because women use those toilets. I cannot count on my fingers and my toes, out, and even on your fingers and on your toes, and probably on all my hair follicles on my head, the amount of times I have gone into a public gender neutral toilet to use the toilet, and there's piss on the seat. I've got one that is gonna really get your goose. Okay. Is it goose or goat? I, I mean- I'm not sure. I don't have either. <laughs> this one's going to piss you off. <laughs> so today I was driving back from London. Mm. And before we got on the motorway, I was like, I'm just going to get a snack and go for a wee. Went in. First and foremost, men's toilets. There was urinals, about six cubicles. Female toilets was the disabled toilet, female toilet and baby changing room. And it was just one toilet. 
So first and foremost, I'm already pissed off. Yeah. It was it was busy, the toilet. I was waiting. Queue forming behind me. No. Who fucking walks out? Some <gasps> man. Some old man and all of the women, every single one of the women, you could hear them all go <laughs> in this queue. Went in, he'd pissed on the seat. Use a urinal. Also, just fucking sit down. Like, be man enough and confident enough in your gender to just have a sit down piss. Why do you need to be so domineering even while pissing? Why can't you aim? If you're a man and you're so smart and you're so clever and you're so good at sports, why can't you aim into the toilet? It, it actually, like, the collective silence of the, the line was just beautiful. The woman behind me just went... <laughs> I was like, so good. Et toi? So my hot this week is reusable deodorant. I have a reusable deodorant. I have just been um, influenced, fluenced. Which one did you go for? I haven't actually bought it yet. Oh, okay. I'm doing my research. I have some insider trading knowledge. Okay. I just shit. And I, I just find like I still end up getting sweaty and i'm not a particularly sweaty person but i just feel i've been using the same ones for so long that they just no longer work and i know that's not how deodorant works and all of those people who are going to come for me about that but yeah that's mine my not hot this week is the comedian ben rife boo boo fuck you fuck you you are a prick for those of you that don't know he made a joke about a waitress having a black eye and then implied that the reason she had the black eye is because she was at the front of the restaurant and not in the kitchen where she belongs. <sighs> he then proceeded to try and defend himself and he's just dug himself into a bigger hole. So um, council culture, I think, is a bit dead anyway um, because it doesn't happen. People still exist because, let's be honest, there's still people who are going to laugh at him. If anybody knows him personally, maybe you could eat toast on, on his side of the bed just to piss him off. Or kick him. But he stood by that hard. Yeah, I can't remember what he said, but it was just something equally as fucky. And I just saw a clip that was like, you think you can cancel me? I'm uncancelable. And I was like, gross. <sighs> That's what he said. He said he was too pretty to be in comedy. That, not that that was what he thinks, but he was like most most men i won't be cancelled or something because i'm too attractive have you seen uh, people comparing him to you know when squidward gets like really buff <laughs> <laughs> but yeah ben rife fuck you fuck you're you. a prick and if anybody wants to go and comment that on his youtube videos feel free yeah do you have so i do have a confession uh, is it a personal or it a is a personal oh! one so my confession this week is something I've only realistically come to terms with within the past week. I am a 29-year-old woman. I've been drinking for many a year now and I should be at the point that I can handle my drink. I cannot. Yet I drink like a 70-year-old alcoholic when I go out because I'm like, do you know what? You've got this. You're going to... Last weekend is not reflective of who you are. This weekend you'll be better. I'm never better. So a few weekends ago, it was my friend's birthday. Um, and I was like, I'll stick to one drink. So I stuck to one drink. And then the tequila shots then happened. So it all went downhill. Um, and the next day I woke up 
I was like, oh, I, f- I feel pretty good. Felt fine. Went about my day. The hangover kicked in. Like, you know when it just comes for you and you can just feel it creeping from the back of your head and you're like, this is me, over. I was like, oh God. And I was on the M5. I was driving. I was like, oh my God, I feel so sick. I was like, I feel disgusting. So, okay, that's fine. You're like two minutes from home. I could literally see the home, my home, the home. I could see my house from the M5. And the traffic just stopped. And I was in the outside lane. I shouldn't have been in it anyway, but whatever. I was in the outside lane, could not move over. I was like, I'm going to be sick. But it was moving enough that I couldn't fully get out of the car. If it had been stopped, I would have just got out of the car. So I just had to be sick on myself. (laughs) (laughs) Last week? Like two weeks ago. In your car? In my car. I managed to like lay out (laughs) an old wrapper on my lap to kind of like catch it. But it was a real low point. I have never felt so ashamed of myself in my ripe age of 29 that I didn't know better and that I couldn't control being sick. Yeah. It's a shame you didn't have like a bag for life handy. Do you know what? I thought this. And I was like, I really wish I had. It was one of my fucking boots. But when you're in that put, when you're in the, that mm. place, there is no logic. I was like, maybe I could be sick in, in a cup and like put it out the window, but there was no cup in sight. That is, I remember I had to do a similar thing to you, but luckily I wasn't driving. I was in the passenger seat, and the only thing available in the car was this person, um, their gift bag that they just received a gift in. So I had to take the gifts out. Happy and be, birthday! <laughs> and be sick in the gift bag. Oh, so yeah I just it was just a real low point of my like late 20s like at what point do you just learn to to just go home to slow your roll oh yeah it's just tragic I understand so thank you listening thank you (laughs) thank you listening for today for joining us again we love you guys And it was nice to see you here again. I hope you guys have had a nice week. Happy Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) What's your plans for the weekend? You doing anything? Anyone got any? Anyone want to invite me anywhere? (laughs) (laughs) We'll be uh, sending out Lily's address. (laughs) Peace. Peace out, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) This has been Lily and Kate. Woo. A relaxing weekend means that I want to be in a horizontal position, not talking to anyone, watching repeats of friends and potentially eating a lot of cheese. Right. And it was fucking gross. I was like, why the fuck are my armpits wet? Because I don't post that often on my personal Instagram. Oh my God, you're so mysterious. I'm so mysterious. Did, did you laugh? Did you laugh? Did, did you, you laugh? laugh? Did you laugh? Do you like my head to Did you laugh? <laughs> did you find me funny? Please validate me. <laughs>
I wonder what this does to us mentally. 